Welcome to Days of Update for October 9th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Ologi. I'm Brandon Parkin. I'm Daniel Victoria. And I'm Felipe Lodinelfo. Yeah, we brought Phil back because it is our 400th episode. Yep. Uh, wild to get to that kind of uh, I don't know, milestone, I guess. Yeah. Congratulations. A winner is you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Seriously, what is wrong with us? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, a fun milestone to get to. And we've got a decent amount of stuff here to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Game Pass stuff. We got No Man's Sky saying, uh, uh, screw you. We got new updates for yeah. you. Ubisoft is doing an interesting thing things. with yeah, Game of the Year editions mm-hmm. that uh, nobody else is doing. So cool. Uh, mm. We got some dates on stuff, including a uh, somewhat surprising Need for Speed release mm. uh, with unique art style to it. We finally know when the other Persona games are coming mm-hmm. outside of the uh, the Royal release here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got, uh, we'll talk about the, the teaser trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie Ooh. that is actually uh, happening. Mm-hmm. It seems like it. Yep. Uh, CD Projekt Red decided that uh, working on one game for years and years isn't enough. They've announced like five or six games at once. We'll see what the what of those are feasible or not. Yeah. Uh, since we got Phil here, we'll talk a little bit about PC stuff. In that Nvidia has been having some fun over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, talking about their new 40 series graphics cards that uh. Continue to increase in price. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then we also got some weird news about Disco Elysium's developers, uh, some of which uh, may not be with the company anymore, uh, though we'll have to talk about that. It's a, it's a weird scenario, but before we get to all of that news, we'll talk about what we've been playing. Uh, and I'll kick it off here. I've been playing a Return to Monkey Island. Uh, beat mm-hmm. it. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, it has a, a lovely ending for what that game kind of is. As sort of a follow-up to uh, the first two games that Ron Gilbert and Dave Grossman worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of thing. And all the uh, the way that you know, those two guys, their lives have changed and evolved since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you beat the game, you unlock a a special bonus thing in the scrapbook that uh, adds some more to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a, a fun, fun and kind of lovely game to uh, play, and also has a lot of stuff in it that mm-hmm. is still to do because I got I was looking at my achievements and I got like ten of them out of like thirty five. Uh, there's a lot of side stuff and such that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. In there, and like one of the weird things they have is like, oh, there's you just collect trivia cards all over the damn place mm-hmm. uh, that unlock or just ask you like trivia questions from the other games as well as the the one you're playing and all that. Uh, so that's kind of a weird whole thing. If you mess up the trivia, you lose the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of a whole weird thing. Uh, yeah, beating it. Uh, there's only a few puzzles I had some trouble with. Uh, one was the way the puzzle was presented. Kind of led me to believe things were going a different way that than it actually did. But you know, I figured it out the the hint system is pretty well done. 
there's maybe one hint that's one puzzle where the hints didn't necessarily lead me directly to the way that I was thinking, but uh, it works out for the most part. You can still Google if you're having troubles with things. So yeah, that's uh, a game that people should definitely check out Mm -hmm. Uh, for that. uh, It's on PC and switch at the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other game I'm putting some good time into is potion permit, a Mm -hmm. game that very much is in the mold of a Stardew Valley. Uh, as you are sort of the newcomer to this town, having uh, you know become a chemist in the capital and not necessarily mm-hmm. like a a scientist, more as a uh, pharmaceutical kind of chemist, uh, where you are combining these materials to make potions that help cure people's uh, illnesses and ailments and all that kind of stuff. As as uh, a nice way of sort of replacing the farming with something that's uh, pretty interesting and unique from the other games in its genre. Uh, but outside of that, it's a lot of chill stuff uh, to it. It's a very nice uh, kind of game to relax to as you play it. So yeah, I've been just continuing on getting some upgrades for uh, my house and working towards stuff for my clinic, but uh, yeah, still going with that. It's been a lot of fun. And the other game I'm playing is a, New release called Picross S8. They finally got a new Picross out on the Switch, so that's been a game I've been playing with here and there, uh, usually before I go to bed uh, kind of thing, just do some puzzles to get the mind tired uh, and ready to go to bed. So, yeah, that's still been a lot of fun. Nothing really new with that. It's just more puzzles, uh, more stuff to do. So that's all I really want out of that game. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's been pretty much it for me. How about you, Brandon? Uh, well, uh, I have played and have finished Hard Space Shipbreaker. Um, so it's uh, for those who are not familiar with sort of the overall premise of this game, basically it's the future. It's a very hard sci-fi type future. And you're a person who is basically uh, working as a shipbreaker out in, out in the middle of space. Um, you're not terribly far away from Earth, but you're, you know, because you can see it below you but you're a ways from it um and your job is to systematically deconstruct and process pieces of these big spaceships um and these are like very functional looking spaceships they're not overly fancy looking or anything like that a lot of them are some of them are newer than others some of them are more um wrecked and some of them are still very much running (laughs) uh see one of the things about this game is that before you signed on to this job you actually signed away your genetic code to uh lynx corp which is the company that you work for uh basically so that if at any point you end up dying during your work because you know ship breaking is a very risky job uh they can basically clone you again and bring you back um but the downside to that is because since you're basically, for all intents and purposes, immortal, it means that they basically don't have to care about, you know, job, you know, like well, work conditions or anything like that. Um, and they also charge you for the purpose of the of giving their genetic code it's like i think it's like 1.5 billion dollars well i say dollars it's credits 
but they charge you 1.5 billion credits for it, and they add on to the price every time you die. Um, but basically, what ends up happening is as you're playing the game, you end up talking to a bunch of the other members in your crew, and eventually union talk starts happening, and one of the members ends up uh, getting you into a union news group, um, and uh, you sort of get the... Sort of as you go along the game, you sort of get the idea of like what the basic... Um, you know, conditions of are of Earth and other colonies. And eventually the union talk gets to corporate and they decide to send a middle manager type guy named Hal to sort of yeah, basically do what middle managers do, which is to constantly nickel and dime you and put you down and rigidly enforce the company line. They're basically commissars for all intents and purposes. Um, and eventually it gets so bad that one of the uh, members decides to actually reach out to the union for help. But the uh, middle manager manages to catch the message before it gets sent out and fires that individual. And eventually what happens is that news then gets to corporate, who then decide to bring up this uh, obscure clause in the contract that all the workers sign, where because they are basically clones... They are basically corporate property, and so the game eventually leads up to a point where you end up doing something called industrial action, which is where you and your fellow workers uh, go to work and basically miss all of your salvage goals by, you know, basically just breaking shit up, you know. You know, destroying valuable salvage, throwing it into the furnace where it doesn't need to be, you know, just throwing it out into the middle of the space where it may, I guess, preferably get burned up on re-entry by the atmosphere. Uh, and uh, basically, that's more or less how the game eventually ends. It gets very intense. Um, but uh, ultimately, news of it spreads, and you end up kickoffing an entire industrial action movement in the corporation that eventually forces Lynx Corp to go to the bargaining table with the union, thanks to the help of the Stellar Commission. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a game that on top of having a really neat premise and being genuinely fun, if sometimes trudgy at times because of the nature of the work, that also teaches you how to organize your workplace and to take part in industrial action, which is an actual thing that Unions do sometimes. Um, but uh, after I finished that, I decided to bite the bullet and go onto the Xbox Game Pass. I mean, not the Game Pass, the Game Store. And uh, download Cyberpunk 2077. Because uh, I recently watched, well, I'm currently still watching uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, And it's amazing. And it was like, I gotta, I gotta go back and play this again. Unfortunately, you know, now that I've, actually got like a more powerful console I can play it on and uh you know now it's got all the other you know things like uh you know uh, all the the updates and stuff that have gone over it through the past two years the game is so much better now it's like night and day um it, I you know just it, it, even like when I was first starting to play it like I had that weird anxiety that bubbled up because I remember just how broken this game was out of the box when it originally came out. And everything went so smoothly. Like, 
I did not see a single graphical hiccup. I did not have any delayed audio or any of the weird particle effects that the shadows would do or anything like that. There are still some glitches here or there. Um, the one that I still know is that advertisements when, you know, like billboards and stuff, they tend to be kind of pixelated when you first see them. Um, nothing else though. Everything else in the environment is just fine. Uh, nothing have, you know, taking long enough to load or anything like that. Everything is just peachy. I do occasionally see some clipping when it comes to like hair and stuff like that, but not to the extreme extent that it was when the game first came out where you could basically walk around fully dressed and your junk would like clip through your pants and just wave around in the middle of the street. But yeah, um, so if you're actually thinking about playing this game now, now is the perfect time to play it. It is actually, you know, a stable game now. It's actually worth playing. There are, you know, the any any bugs that, that, that are there are very minor. Um, and, uh, you know, they got the expansion stuff coming out next year. So I think I, I uh, got on, bought a pretty good time. So, um, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Dandrub, what about you? Yeah, um, I'm in London right now, so I haven't been playing very much. Uh, yeah. All of my gaming has been limited to... Uh, Your Switch? Playing on the plane. Uh, so, uh, yeah, my, my Switch. And um, London from San Jose is a direct flight, 10 hours. That's a lot of time. I did not get any sleep at all because I was playing, and I am on the final chapter now. I am most likely going to beat it uh, when I get on the... Man, like, um, I don't know about you, Brandon, but uh, throughout my... Uh, time playing the game i would always try to go over to the back alley to mm -hmm. see if, if there was something i missed because there, there are these two or three chests there that like are impossible to get and i was like oh of course uh one of them you end up but i do know that like one of them you can't actually get to until later in the game because yeah. uh it's directly related to like a dungeon that's there exactly and i was like oh of course this yeah i got it and then uh, one of the cool things that the uh, Trail series, or at least the ones that are in 2D does, is each of the chests um, have hidden messages if you go back oh, yeah. to them. And like one of them says, oh, I bet you've been trying trying all game to get this one. Like, like, mm -hmm. you know, so whoever did that one, good job. And there's, mm -hmm. there's just a lot of like fun memory that these uh, chests do. And uh, like it's weird, like frequenting the Falcom uh, Facebook about like how mad people are with the localization. I'm like, I I don't I I didn't even run the localization. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, thoroughly enjoying the game. And like like you said, it's not the longest trails game, but mm -hmm. it's definitely a really oh um, yeah. I definitely did not have a perfect playthrough. Like um one of these uh, side missions required me to uh, do all of these. it. Required cooking, and I did mm -hmm. not do the recipes because yeah, like you know to really uh cut through the cake of this game you have to like talk to every np three three times and that's yeah a lot of people so yeah yeah really enjoying it as soon as i beat it i plan to get back into live alive because that's a game that i've so i look mm -hmm. forward to getting back into that and then when i'm done i i, uh, I plan on starting um the plague tale game mm -hmm. uh, because we have the sequel coming out very very soon and i want to be able to get all this so, yeah yeah that's pretty much it what about you phil are you playing anything uh, well, I've been working on and playing stuff. I mean, uh, I've been involved with a project over the past couple of years called Dragon Sector. It's a Doom 2 mod. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been, you know, working on that. We've got four maps done. Uh, fifth one is currently in the works. Uh, been, you know, working on some AI stuff for that. Uh, as it turns out, the uh, Doom Engine's AI capabilities are, shall we say, limited to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm having to write a lot of that stuff from scratch, uh, which uh, is an interesting experience. Fortunately, like there's a really, you know, really cool community out there. So if you have trouble with something, you can just go and ask about it, and you yeah. usually get an answer pretty quickly. Uh, and uh, it's been a lot of fun getting into that and you know, mm. doing stuff and making the engine do stuff it's never uh, been intended to do. I mean, if you click through the link there and look at some of the screenshots, you'll see, yeah, that is the Doom engine. Um, it, it, this is not your granddad's Doom. So mm-hmm. we've been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, I recommend uh, if you guys got a Windows computer, um, check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, uh, well, I, I'm not playing it yet, uh, but I will be playing it on Wednesday, and that's PC Building Simulator 2. Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming out. About time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I played the open beta, and I was uh, really uh, liking the, the feature improvements that they made for that. And uh, as it's gotten closer to release, they've actually announced a lot more stuff that wasn't even in the beta, so that's been really cool. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that. And uh, apart from that, a lot of my uh, gaming has kind of been retro stuff. Uh, I got uh, uh, Retrobit did a re- reissue of Gyrus for the Sega Genesis, so I got a copy of that, and I've been playing it. And uh, that is a very hard shooter. Um, if you have uh, not played that one, it's got a very interesting mechanic where uh, you have like a, uh, well, it's called a TOZ system. You shoot it out, uh, latch onto an enemy, and steal its energy. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of basically powers your your ship up in uh, of similar manner to what the enemy fires uh, were doing. So yeah, you can get some pretty screen-filling stuff going on, but mm-hmm. it's also one of those shooters that uh, you get hit once and you die, and you pretty much have to start at the beginning of the level. Or maybe, if you're lucky, you get a checkpoint. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it, it's also got the uh, problem that... Uh, well, it looks really good, uh, but that also means that uh, because the backgrounds are so nice, it's also very possible to lose bullets in them. So mm-hmm. yeah, you'll you'll get some deaths that are like, oh god damn it, I didn't even see what hit me. So yeah, that's that's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm really liking the the fact that we're getting reissues of old uh, you know old console games now, and we're also getting new ones showing up. So that's that's been pretty fun. Yeah, I saw an interesting one over the past uh, couple of weeks called Life on Mars, which is kind of like a uh, Metroidvania-style game for the Genesis, so I I might end up picking that one up if I can uh, get it at a decent price, because I think I missed the pre-order window for it. Yeah, Uh, so that's going to be fun. And that's that's kind of pretty much been it for me. All right. All right, so yeah, let's start getting to some news here. Uh, It's a new month. So Xbox has their Game Pass stuff announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it's already out now at this point. Uh, they mention here Chivalry 2 for console and PC. That's sort of the multiplayer kind of first-person action game. Uh, done pretty well from what I've yep. heard. Uh, so you can check that out. Let's see here. There's three more here that are already out at this point. Uh, Medieval Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, which seems like let's see available PC Game Pass coming soon to Xbox Series X and S. Yep. Uh, 
that is a I guess like a like base building strategy kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so, but they don't have a link to a game page or anything here. They say in medieval dynasty, you take the role of a young man who's fled from war, mm-hmm. wants to take his fate into his own hands. Uh, let's see. From being alone, inexperienced, and poor, you'll develop into master of many skills, little leader of your community. Oh, this might be more a third person thing. Mm. Yeah, I guess it is kind of a more third person mm. uh, action thing or survival RPG kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Looks like a very PC kind of game. Uh, but that's one there. Uh, they got The Walking Dead complete first season for PC. It's out now as well as season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've not played that series, mm-hmm. uh, those are worth checking out. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. October 11th. Come up here in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Costume Quest is coming to PC Game Pass or Console Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a classic kind of Halloween uh, indie RPG kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, based around swapping around your costumes with your crew to give them different powers and abilities and such. Uh, they made a sequel, which I think is already on Game Pass, so mm-hmm. you can check that out. Uh, Evil is the another one coming October 11th. Uh, that is part of the... Uh, I forget what the... Uh, the Neighbor series, Secret Neighbor series kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like spooky stuff, but this one I think is more 4v1 mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, yeah, multiplayer social deduction game. Find yourself in a village riddled by a series of murders. Uh, so you're either the murderer or you're not. You're trying to figure out who it is. That kind of thing, like Among Us and all that. Mm. Uh, let's see, October 13th, Dyson Sphere program. Yep. Uh, that is one of those space simulation strategy games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of those you can check out. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Scorn. Yeah, available on October fourteenth. Uh huh. The very horny H.R. Geiger s kind of horror game. Yeah, uh, coming to PC and Xbox Series X and S. Yep, on and Game I Pass day one. So yeah, you can enjoy that all you want. Uh, oh, let's see, and also also on the eighteenth, uh, a Plague Tale Requiem. It's about a week and a half away. PC, mm-hmm. Xbox Series X and S. Uh, it's the the sequel to A Plague Tale Innocence, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very good game. So definitely Absolutely. Worth checking that one out. Mm-hmm. Some more weird, creepy rat stuff is going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and they let's see. Mostly mentioned here. Not much else. They're adding Canada stuff to Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, world update stuff, as they say here. So there you go for the most part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some stuff to check out. Uh, also something to check out, No Man's Sky, I guess coinciding with its release on the Switch, mm-hmm. uh, they released update 4.0 called Waypoint. Mm-hmm. That, as they say here, is overhauling fundamental elements of gameplay, including game modes, inventory size, and usability, mm-hmm. milestones, journey cataloging, and much more. Uh, so yeah, one of the big parts of this is now there's more... Uh, accessibility stuff for customizing the difficulty mm-hmm. of various parts of the game. Uh, so you can say, like, oh, I don't want to do much of the combat stuff. So you can mm-hmm. turn that down or uh, you know, turn all the, the creatures to passive. 
mm-hmm. so you don't get bugged by these stupid little crab monsters that'll fucking chase you over mm-hmm. all over the place. Uh, well, it's ta- tailoring down, you know, you need for, you know, crafting materials or survival stuff so you don't have to keep refilling things mm-hmm. uh, to keep going. So you could really kind of turn it into a really chill kind of experience if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone seems like a potential part of that. Just like, I oh, just want to explore and find all the weird shit in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, you know, stuff. make sure you don't accidentally, like, wind up on a uncharted planet that has, like, a bunch of lightning because, uh... Zappy Zap. Yeah, Zappy Zap, and you aren't getting that shit back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see. The problem is the the thing they're showing for that is, like, scrolling up and down constantly. The gift, mm-hmm. so it's hard to see like exactly what. Okay, yeah, there's death consequences part of there, so you can say like, ah, oh, you don't lose any items when you die, mm-hmm. or you can have it just say like, ah, oh, delete your save, just fuck you. Uh, okay, completely. do you want to go that hardcore? Yeah, mm. but you do have hardcore mode. That's mm. basically like the uh, Diablo stuff. Where it's like, ah, oh, you just go as long as you can. If you get on a bad planet start, well, try next. Yeah, yeah <laughs> try again next time. Mm. Uh, they do have seamless autosaves now, uh, so they can continually autosave for you instead of, uh, I think it would just autosave when you got in and out of the ship. Mm. Uh, but yeah. now you can do that outside of that, I think. Uh, you can still do manual saves if you want, uh, but you have a backup there just in case. Mm. Uh, they have, a, let's see, load and launch a personal trade rocket automatically sell items on the Galactic Trade Network. Okay, so that's... Uh, a Stardew Valley kind of thing, just like, I'd take my shit and sell it some. Mm-hmm. But this thing just goes flying off into the distance, and I guess you probably get the money wired to you, so that's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they overhaul the inventory screen a good bit, uh, so that you know, they have new slot designs, backgrounds, icons, and more. Mm-hmm. Item management has been streamlined with technology and cargo slots now accessible from a single view. Like, the thing that people are not happy with this is before you kind of exploited to put technology stuff uh which is all your like stat bonus stuff mm-hmm. uh in multiple slots uh kind of spread out how much you could have in there and i think they're now limiting like mm-hmm. all the technology upgrades into the technology part uh, and all your materials and such and your cargo mm-hmm. kind of thing so it's slightly less but if you're uh just looking for upgrades you know most of the normal People playing, it should be a, a pretty good upgrade mm-hmm. there. And obviously for the Switch versions out now, uh, it just seems like it's a pretty good port. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to play that, so enjoy that. Uh, they do add AMD Fidelity FX 2.0 support, FSR2, mm-hmm. uh, to this. There's super resolution stuff, the DLSS type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that should hopefully help the game run a bit better for people yeah. out there. and. I'm not even a third of the way through this, so yeah, there is a there is a preset just for a relaxed game mode. Yeah. Uh, you want to experience all facets of gameplay, from story to survival to combat, with reduced danger and minimal grind. Which yeah. is very much like a Minecraft kind of thing. Like I just don't have shit fucking attacking me all the time. Mm. Uh, so like Switch has some special stuff as well. Mm. Uh, you can collect a special ship and multi tool if you buy it and play before November 7th. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And there's a lot more. Dynamic difficulties. 
Uh, yeah, drop pods, not have more things that you can do with them. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely check out this blog post if you want to see more details. There's a lot here. Yeah. As is with all their updates. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Also, uh, yeah, if like you were ever curious about No Man's Sky, uh, but you don't want to spend full price on it, wait until they drop a patch because they always drop the price when they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can usually get it for like 30 bucks or so. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a good game to get for that price. Yep. Uh, speaking of prices, though, <laughs> Ubisoft decided that. Uh, I went the complete opposite direction. Yeah, they're like, uh, Far Cry 6 like earned, I think, two Game of the Year awards somewhere mm-hmm. uh, on that big site that does the cataloging all the Game of the Year awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are putting out a Game of the Year edition. Yep. Uh, for $120. Mm. You're like, that's that's a lot. And that's the actual price. If you go look up, like it's live on Xbox and PlayStation Store right now. I don't think they announced anything around this because part of this is that you get like all the season pass stuff mm. as well as the next big expansion called Lost Between Worlds. And we don't know anything about what this expansion is. But you can get like the ultimate edition for like forty bucks. That has everything but that new expansion. Mm. And I bet that expansion's not going to be that much. Mm. Uh, not to cover up the other eighty dollars mm. for the sale price. So who knows what the hell this is? But it's uh, a weird tactic to go through. Yeah, hundred twenty dollar digital edition. That's strange. Mm. Yeah, uh, but it's. Well, I guess it's not that strange. They do have $120 editions of a lot of their games, but uh, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla has like five or four or five different editions, and one of them is 120 So I guess I shouldn't be too damn surprised. I'm just, it's just weird to see it coming after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I actually really enjoyed Far Cry 6. Then again, it was my first Far Cry, and I am a Giancarlo Esposito fan, uh, Stan. But, you know, all, all that aside, like, what's really weird about this is this, is this the base game was like 15 bucks two weeks ago, and all of a sudden you want to release the $120 Game of the Year edition. And then, you know, reading the actual article, it's, it, it's, it's, it's funny seeing that, that it never actually won any Game of the Year awards, and the one person that did award it doesn't seem to play games at all. So, um, yeah, it's a it's it's a funny story. Ubisoft is gonna Ubisoft, I guess, and yeah, I don't know. They they they've only been in the news for weird reasons, and it's just strange. Like, um, talk about like just weird why one eighties that developers and publishers go through each generation. I mean, like during the PS3 era, like no nobody there was hardly any value in Capcom's name. Now they're once again one of the best third parties available, and yeah. Ubisoft was killing during that time. Now it's the exact opposite so i don't know you, you hope to see them try to figure things out some way and yeah. especially after all of the threats from Zenimax in the past but now it's like maybe they should have just gotten bombed. yeah yeah i'm looking at valhalla's suite of uh versions they have one that's a hundred dollars that includes the base game and that's dawn of ragnarok expansion none of yeah. the others hmm. uh, for that price that version is 139.99 uh, but the ones they have between it that are $109.99 include Immortals Phoenix Rising and Watch Dogs Legion, as well as a $160 version that includes Valhalla, Odyssey, and Origins. Mm. I hope that comes with all the expansions, but maybe not. Hopefully not. 
Yeah, that doesn't look like it has any of the expansions. So yeah. I think a lot of this is to like make the discounts they put them on look yeah, better. Probably. But it's like, you know, you'd probably like to sell them when they're not on sale too. Yeah. That would help. Because uh, then, you know, nobody's going to say like, oh, I got $120 to spend. I'll get yeah. this one game. Yeah. Instead of like five or six. Yeah. Well, unless you're buying like limited run editions of stuff, you know, you pay 120 bucks for some of those, but at least you're yeah. getting something physical. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just such a, a weird whole thing to go through. Yeah. Uh, for this stuff. Mm-hmm. And especially for a game that was as, you know, uh, criticized as Far Cry six was for kind of mm-hmm. just being full of bloat, uh, trying to take a, you know, single player game and making it uh, as much of a live service kind of game as they could. Yeah. Whereas, you know, people just want to shoot shit in these games and blow stuff up. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's kind of the the thing they've been doing since three. Uh, But now as a result, they're kind of doing all of this big expansion, but kind of letting this out before anybody knows what that new thing is. Mm -hmm. It's also kind of a, a weird blunder. Yeah. Because uh, if this wasn't supposed to come out, they would have pulled it by now. I think uh, it also includes Far Cry Blood Dragon, but yeah, be. that's part of the season pass, mm. uh, as well as the the big three expansions that center around the villains of the previous three games. Yeah, mm. which I guess is cool. kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, uh, but also that's just that's there's a lot of Far Cry. Yeah. That's a lot. Uh, if you subscribe to any of these PlayStation Plus or Game Pass, like you can get these mm. uh, games fairly easily on there. The rest of them, I don't think six is on either one yet. Mm. We can get at least three, four and blood dragon. Um, I don't know about primal that one. They've kind of hidden away. Yeah. They kind of want you to forget that one exists. Yeah. I don't know why it's very different, but it's not terrible. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's Ubisoft wanting people's money, uh, whether it's, uh, for the the rich people wanting to spend 120 for some reason, mm-hmm. or just waiting for the sale and seeing like, oh, this is 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. I got to have something to spend all of their crypto uh, currency on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the Ubisoft thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's see. Oh yeah, Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack is getting uh, uh, one of the games that had been previously announced uh, coming to it. Pilot Wing mm-hmm. 64. Yeah, it's gonna be out here on I think Thursday the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can check out that game. Uh, I've never played this game before, but I'm guessing it's like the the others in the series where it's a lot of uh, aerial like trick challenges kind of things. Mm-hmm. Lots of skydiving and some flight stuff. Yeah, skydiving, wingsuits. Uh, yeah, it's. It's actually pretty chill, actually. That's of the versions of Pilot Wings that are out. I think 64 is probably my favorite of them. So, yeah, yeah. it's definitely one worth checking out. Yeah, I like that 3DS one that was like, hey, this takes place in the same world as the Wii sports game. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was called Pilot Wings Resort, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually the only Pilot Wings game I ever played, and I don't remember liking it, but I don't know. Mm. I guess I'll get this try on the plane, too. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> that's, that's on the... I'll be, I'll be back by then, but I'll give it a try. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is a weird. Uh, N64 is full of weird games. They've already gone through most of the big stuff. Uh, now the rest they got announced is all, all for the weirdos. Mm. Well, uh, if they ever put Quest 64 up there, that's it. It's over. Yeah. It's over meaning... <laughs> uh, meaning they've run out of ideas. Because <laughs> that's probably one of the worst games on the N64. Definitely. I, I ran it twice, and I have no idea why I did. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Your first, I assume... November will probably be Mario Party, and then December, Mario Party 2. Mm. Uh, kind of in the order that I think it was listed when they announced that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mario Party 1s, they might actually drop at the same t- time, but uh, it's hard to tell with Nintendo. They usually only put one of them up at once. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's going to be uh, staggered so that, you know, they keep people subscribed to that mm. and they can play Mario Party 1 for a month and play the other Mario Party games and get yep. a 2 and then get a 3 just to make sure you want to kill yourself by the end. Yeah. There. But uh yeah, that's uh that's that for NSO plus expansion pack. Uh there's still other stuff coming out here and especially here October 20th a new Monster Rancher game is launching and it's a pretty neat one called Ultra Kaiju Monster Rancher, where instead of just creating little like Pokemon esque kind of monsters, you're pulling out Kaiju. Uh, I think a lot of original ones, but some stuff that may be tied to like Ultraman. Yeah. Uh, at least the, that's the way it's framed in the Japanese version. They don't mention it here for the, the American release or the Western release here, but yeah, that'll be out October 20th. Um, physically and digitally. Yeah, and this looks pretty cool. I mean, I, I like the Monster Rancher concept, but they were always just kind of uh, impenetrable to me, but uh, I might actually give this one a try. Yeah. I just like the concept of, you know, raising giant kaiju just because. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. They do say here at the end, one of the kaiju regeneration features, Search for Music, won't be implemented in the North and South America version. Which I'm not sure... Uh, I guess you don't. You're not able to just search for music to generate these things. I guess not because of reasons. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's the main way you would get music on this thing, yeah. or music to use. I'm sort of confused by that, but uh, the, the, it also in Japan has a search for NFC enabled devices thing. Mm. Which I don't know what that means either. Yeah, I'll just, probably find a phone or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's even more details on how this thing works, especially in the West if they're yeah, disabling they one of the a main bunch things. of features. Because yeah. it's a cool idea, but not so much if it's a, a lesser game. Yeah. So that's weird. We'll have to take a look at that and see what what's changing for the Western release uh, mm. and report that probably next week. Uh, but for now, that's a thing you can keep an eye on. Mm. Another thing... There's a new Need for Speed game coming out, finally. Uh, from whatever Criterion is right now. Uh, they're the ones working on this. Need for Speed Unbound. Uh, the prequel to Ridge Racer Unbounded. <laughs> uh, so there I'm you glad go. you made that joke, otherwise I would have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have that sickness of remembering that game. Mm. 
but this is for the new consoles, play PS5 and Xbox Series X and S, as well as PC. And they'll be on Steam, Epic Game Store, and Origin. Though so, I don't know if it's technically going to be Origin because I think EA just released their new PC client. Yeah, I think it's just that replaces called e- Origin. So yeah, just EA Launcher or something like to that something effect. Like that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this this game has a really interesting look to it, where the, the humans are all kind of cell shaded anime kind of style to them. Yeah, uh, that looks really neat. Uh, unfortunately, the cars look all realistic. I would have liked them to do, take a a big risk and do it automotivista style. Yeah, to fit that kind of vibe. Uh, but they do have like flashy. Uh, kind of cartoonish or comicish kind of effects that come off the cars when you hit your boost and that kind of stuff and do drifts. Yeah, at least from the way the trailer shows it is a it's like a reveal trailer with uh, ASAP Rocky in there. I guess he might be a character in the game. I don't know. Uh, so there's not a ton of like you know cohesive gameplay in here to tell you like exactly how it looks and works. Yeah, but the the way they describe it looks uh, sounds pretty neat. Where uh, you start, uh, yeah. You start from the bottom. And you got to actually uh, like put uh, side bets and uh, put up money and maybe in your car to get ahead in races. Kind of very original, Fast and Furious kind of style. Yeah. Uh, yeah, doing a lot of like side bets and such to kind of get more money, uh, as well as avoiding cops and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's where that lost me. It's like, do we? Really need to have cops in every single Need for Speed game? Could, could we have one edition just doesn't have that? Uh, no, that's not realistic. I don't know. It's yeah, it's a weird thing that's been around for a while. Mm. Ever since no, the original was just kind of racing. Yeah, it was, well, yeah. it did have cops, but I mean, you know, they didn't really do much other yeah. than you know, yell at you. Yeah, I feel like they could just get away from them being like a core part of the gameplay. Yeah. Maybe something that's on specific moments would show up. Yeah. Uh, but let you just race. Cause you know, cops don't show up much when they're, when they were doing the, the racing stuff in fast and furious would just be core moments. Yeah. They kind of got away with it for a while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be interesting. This will be out December 2nd, right before the end of the year, mm. uh, where, all the best games release. <laughs> like yeah. uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing what else they got here. They mentioned support for BRR, uh, DLSS. I don't know what this means. Double simulation rate of Need for Speed Heat? Uh, yeah, that's... I don't know what that means either. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Those are words that are supposed to mean something. But Yeah, I don't know. I know that's maybe for multiplayer sake or something i don't know mm. but yeah that's the thing that i guess that happens yep uh so yeah that's kind of neat i'm curious to see how that looks with uh some more reveals but yeah there you go mm. uh but also happening uh let's see this will be in january persona 3 portable and persona 4 golden are coming out to the uh, the new Xbox, the old Xbox, PS4, Switch, and PC. So no PS5 version for any of these Persona games, or at least for these two. I guess technically there's a PS5 version of Royal happening, mm. although nobody that already owns the game gets that I for free. It. 
because Atlas. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you want the game to look better without paying 60 bucks <laughs> again? Uh, but yeah, you get these two games releasing on the same day. You know, mm. why not? Yeah. Well, at least at least they're filling out the Persona catalog. So, you know, yeah, you, you could all add them all to your library and eventually be able to play play through them all. Uh, that's a at lot least, of hours RPG ness. Yeah. At least for these three, the new Persona, mm. uh, not the the original Persona games. Those would be nice to see at some point. Mm. Let people see what old Persona was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but uh, it still tickles me that Persona Three Portables, the one they chose, is after the the decades of people arguing on the internet which was better, Fest or Portable. Yeah, they're just like, ah, oh, we'll do Portable because that's mm. easier. Which you know pissed everybody who said Fest was the best. So yeah. <laughs> you um, can't win. Yeah, yeah. and uh, hopefully one day they'll uh, go back and you know redo the first Persona. You know, with a mm. proper localization and not that absolute abortion we got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they did do that on the PSP. Well, we'll that be getting that one day then. Mm. Yeah, they yeah. did that in Persona, both Persona 2 games mm-hmm. uh, for the PSP. So we could see that because that's what Persona 3 Portable is. Yeah. Mm. And we very much. the PS4 and 5 could run PSP games. So. Yeah. Mm. Hey, you get a game that has Portable in the title for. Things that are not portable. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just change the title. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially knowing that, you know, it was primarily, it's also the best version of the game, so it makes sense. I don't mm-hmm. know, for me, um, um, for the record, I, of course, I love both these games, but, um, you know, when, when you guys were talking about Mar- it, it kind of gave, gave me the idea, like, why release both these at the same time like in, in my opinion i think it would better be better to just you know release them separately especially considering the fact that these are both over 80 hour games so yeah. um like i you know the persona fans are definitely gonna buy it regardless but if i was somebody who wanted to try one and have that influence my decision on the other i wouldn't necessarily want to buy both something new with them and there really isn't so mm. um i don't know it's weird not to mention like you know even looking at the switch uh there are a lot of RPGs coming out in that part of the year, and I'm, a, I'm a, we're already working on some. It's never going to catch up, so yeah, I, yeah. I'd much rather have them separately. But they're 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 going to do fine. It's just a new thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although will also be on Game Pass, like Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Royals in here like two weeks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just weird they're releasing both at the same time. Not put them like a month apart or something. Yeah. Give people a little room. Uh, even with, I think, uh, Fire Emblem is happening around the same time. Let me see. Yeah, Fire Emblem's the 20th, so the next day. Mm. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, you have, a, you have, you have one day to, right to finish two 80-hour RPGs. Uh, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. And Octopath Traveler is the, the month following that, February 24th. Uh, what else here? Is RPGs? Uh, let's see. Now, technically, it's Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. That's December thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. You're just yeah. gonna have to ruin your lives there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's coming to everything mm-hmm. uh, except for PS5. Mm. I suspect Microsoft made a deal. Probably. Like mm. Yakuza. Mm. Remember that? Although, yeah. although, like technically, you could play the PS4 version on the PS5. So. 
that yeah. sort of counts, but it's so you don't wanna... get the enhanced fancy graphics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do want to know if they do support play anywhere, anywhere or whatever, cross buy of any kind on Xbox. Because mm. uh, I know you're just going to get both anyway with Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just curious if it would support that, and like, ah, oh, maybe when the PS5 versions come out, if you bought it on PS4, you get the upgrade for free. Mm. Very generous thing. Instead of mm. making you pay another, God, I hope they're not sixty bucks for those versions. Uh-huh. I think it was twenty bucks on Steam. That should be that price for both. Yeah, of them. that makes more sense. They are catalog titles here. Mm. Yeah. Ah, uh, but yeah, there you go, Persona. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, let's. Scroll all the way down. There we go. Uh, yeah, we got the. They finally had the direct for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Managed to spend like ten minutes talking about this mm-hmm. uh, before they showed a two and a half minute trailer. Yep. Uh, most of which is just pure just set up. Yeah. You see Bowser's weird island yep. spewing lava that never ends. Yeah. Somehow never drains out of lava. It's Mario uh, World. It doesn't run on logic. Yeah, they run up to this like ice kingdom uh-huh. that the that these like penguins are at. Yep. I guess maybe the penguins that you run into in Super Mario sixty four and other games. Yep. I just like ah, we're gonna take you down, it's... and you see like oh, they're just throwing snowballs at them. Yeah, and they're just bouncing off. <laughs> yeah. And then you got Mario just showing up. He falls out of the. Uh, the pipe into the Mushroom Kingdom as mm-hmm. Keegan Michael Key's Toad mm-hmm. is surprised by what he's seeing. Yeah, uh, and they decide to figure out like what we got to go do something. I guess. Yeah, and, and uh, that's out April seventh. So yeah, I have to admit it looks good. Like they really did well on the art direction, and uh, Jack Black absolutely kills it as Bowser. Uh, still not entirely sure with Chris Pratt voicing Mario. Um, yeah, we'll have to hear more than just 10 words because yeah. that's about all we got. But uh, I know for a fact that I probably wouldn't be able to handle two hours of Charles Martinet. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, let's not walk around thinking Charles Martinet would be a better choice. <laughs> that's yeah. that's like, um, after this, I watched that uh video on YouTube of uh. Charles Martinet's like Instagram or Snapchat stories where he brings like Mario and Luigi figures around the world and they talk to each other. Oh, those are Vine. Um, yeah, but yeah, those are okay, Vine. Yeah, and like they're 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 hilarious. But two hours of that, no, no, mm. okay, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm with Brandon here. I I think the I think um, Illumination Studios did it all right. Uh, and like I said earlier, like it doesn't have to make sense. It's Mario. Like they. Yeah. they, they with this shit, so they, they, yeah. they might... and I just love that they're just leaning into it. You know, it's yeah. it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to. It's just supposed to be fun. Uh, the, the atmosphere of that trailer was uh, was amazing. I loved how expressive all of the characters looked. Uh, it's just yeah. I had no expectations when going into that trailer that it was going to be anything that I wanted to watch, but it kind of sold me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like my excitement here, as far as the voices are in whoever plays Kamek, because like that was hilarious, and um, uh, King and Michael Key's Toad also really excites me. He, he yeah. seems like he's gonna be he's gonna be bonkers. So yeah, I mean like yeah, we, we we can go ahead and talk about Chris Pratt all we want, but you know, I grew up watching the Mario cartoon, and like mm-hmm. he wasn't Charles Martinet, like it, it no. made it work. So no, 
I'm, I'm not totally giving it up, but at, at, at the same time, it's like, how much will Mario have to talk anyway? You know? So, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So Kamek is voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Mm. Goro mm. from the original Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, what else did he do here? He's in, in the Invincible series mm. as the Muller twins in Monster oh. Girl. Uh, let's see. Oh, he's Dr. Hibbert on The Simpsons. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, at least since 2009. E- even oh. though he, sound- he sounded more like Dr. Nick Riviera. But... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerome and Cleveland Brown Jr. in Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Principal Lewis, Billy, Nameless Bum, and American Dad. Yeah. So he gets around yeah. Uh, yeah. on that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, he's got he's got a lot of stuff here. A lot of voice work. So yeah. Like everybody else here, does a lot of voice stuff. Yeah, uh, and they got plenty of opportunities for more trailers. We'll see if my, uh, Mario's ass gets uh, bigger at any point. <laughs> he seems to have lost it in the transition from Brooklyn or wherever. Yeah, from Brooklyn uh, yeah. to uh... <laughs> to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, I do like the fact that they decided to like incorporate the lore from. I'm not. I. 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 I'm not. I can't remember. Was that whole thing about him and Luigi originally being plumbers from Brooklyn getting sucked into the Mushroom Kingdom? Was that something that was originally an idea that Nintendo had, or was that something that the localizers at Nintendo of America came up with? Uh, that was American localization. Uh, the, That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, Japanese story was a little bit stranger than that. I heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to see where that might have come in. Oh, this is just the Mario Wiki. They're just like Brooklyn's a borough in New York City. Like, no, that's not how how this works. Uh, their first appearance of this place that was in Mario's Time Machine. Also mentioned in many biographies that he lives in Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, yeah this doesn't tell me anything about the history of Mario no. in Brooklyn. So that's bad mario wiki there you go. <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah that's i think that's happening it looks like a a solid one of those animation movies yeah so curious to see more trailers because we still got like donkey kong and cranky kong are supposed to be in this mm-hmm. and some other stuff uh, and so we're not even close to any of that yeah yeah i mean like so far so good uh of course they can still screw this up but oh uh, yeah let's hope this not. is illumination we're talking about yeah, um, like this is Illumination, but this is also like not this is not HBO's Last of Us. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up here, CD Projekt Red announced five new projects. Uh, <sighs> one wasn't enough for them. Yeah. Uh, but I guess the success of Edge Runners and The Witcher Show. Yeah. Spurred them on to like, hey, we need to do more. Uh, so let's see. They, I really hope. I really wish that corporate learned their lesson from last time because. <laughs> well, they've learned a couple of things here. We'll talk about. Uh, <laughs> let's see. They announced the Witcher series. That's just mm-hmm. code names here. Uh, it's by the Molasses Flood. I think the yeah. the Flood and the Flame devs. Yeah. Uh, so they're working on. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the Molasses Flood game, codenamed Sirius, is set in the Witcher universe and is being created with support from CD Projekt Red developers. Mm-hmm. Defer from our past productions in a sense as targeted broader audience. Mm-hmm. On the single-player experience, gamers will be able to play with others 
as Cirrus will contain multiplayer. Okay. There you go. Imagine what that is. Oh, boy. Uh, there's going to be a new Witcher trilogy uh, and codenamed Polaris mm-hmm. that they are yeah, described as a trilogy following up uh, with all the stuff that the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt did. Mm-hmm. You know, famously short development game. Yeah. Uh, they say there will be three games in the saga and we aim to deliver them over a six year period starting from the release of Polaris. Even they are like, yeah, we're not going to count from when this starts. We're going to go mm-hmm. when it when the first game ends. Mm. Basically announcing this like it's going to be a Mass Effect style thing where it's like, we're going to have the, the framework done with this first game and we'll be able to pump out two more pretty easily in six years. And it's like, okay, words. good luck with yeah. that. Uh, look at what happened with Bioware <laughs> when they tried when they did that. Like you know, they did fine. Um, yeah, yeah a lot of good games, games, but yeah, things changed. Just, just play the Mass Effect um, trilogy. You know the 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 collection that's out now, and you'll see how drastically those games changed from one to another. Yeah, yeah. I do like the the naming. Thing because the Polaris is the North Star mm-hmm. as their guiding light for this thing, yeah. so that's a neat little thing. And then, what the other companies do like, oh, it's codename Red. It's like, what the fuck mm-hmm. does that mean? Yeah, uh, let's see. And the, the last the Witcher game is Canis Majoris, mm-hmm. another full fledged Witcher production. It'll be created by an external studio that uh, Michael just spoke about. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the or no, this the next game is uh, uh, headed by experienced developers who worked on earlier Witcher games. Tech-wise, we plan to use Unreal Engine Five and the tool set we create. We are creating for Polaris, so mm. like that's the thing they're hoping will streamline things. Is they're moving to Unreal Engine Five for a lot of this stuff? Yeah. yeah. Uh, versus the what the Red Engine, whatever they call yeah. this, the Red Engine. Internal one that you know did so well with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as well as The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, that game was pretty rough at launch. Yeah. Not as bad. It was as... good. It was really good, but it was, God, it was rough. It took a mm. while for them to get to there. Yeah. yeah. And we're still waiting on them to f- like finish the game tech-wise, because they're yeah. working on that PS5, Xbox Series X, and S version. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're still finishing that up. I think it's supposed to be out later this year, so mm-hmm. we'll see what a, a version of that game that runs really well on consoles looks like. Yeah. Uh, then they followed up with like, "Hey, we're doing another cyberpunk game." Yeah. Uh, codename Orion. Yeah. And this is. Uh, they also mentioned the Phantom Liberty expansion. Yeah, that one's as another out thing they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Orion is their next big cyberpunk game. Uh-huh. Uh That is being done with their new Boston studio, mm-hmm. as being headed up by some of the core uh, devs that were the leaders on Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's in... So that could be... The, you know, no details, just another one of those. Yeah. Yeah, something in that world, but they haven't really yeah. quantified what that's going to be. Hopefully they get rid of all the transphobia that's in that game. Because <laughs> there's a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was, I jumped back into that and I was like, oh yeah, there's this this disgusting... like pop machine that has this model on it. She's also on posters and other shit all over the place. Mm. It's hard to not run into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, get rid of that shit. Yeah. Fortunately, the 
the game has been anime washed so that people mm. have forgotten about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the unfortunate mm. part of that. Yeah. I will uh, say that uh, I, I do appreciate the fact that they're keeping consistent with their code names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm naming it all after stars. And the last one here is Hadar. H-A-D-A-R. A completely original IP coming from within CD Projekt Red. Yeah, mm. the main the main studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we had started thinking about if it a few years ago. Early stage conceptual works commenced in 2021, and for the first time in our history, the IP is being incubated entirely within CD Projekt Red. It's important to understand that we are not making a game just yet. We are working on the foundation of this new setting. So that one's... That one's up ways off. Yeah, that one's a few That'll years That maybe be off, PS6 actually. and mm. Xbox. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of dumb name they're going to give it after that. Yeah. Uh, series Eminem. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the that is kind of the the big part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they are also doing some multiplayer stuff in their things, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. And there's a big message you can read about the various things they've done. Mm. So yeah, that's a lot of stuff they got on their plate. At least one of them. Yeah. Is purely a conceptual game at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'd be worried uh, if they weren't outsourcing a lot of this. Yeah, yeah, they seem to have realized that they can't do all this stuff internally. Mm. That yeah. If you're going to put out this this much product at this amount of time, you're going to need some outside help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, mostly by setting up their own satellite studios. Yeah, uh, they have one that's been in Vancouver for a while. This other one that's setting up in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be the one in charge of the new cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting that money for North American talent. Yeah. I am legitimately fast interested in like what kind of original IP they're going to end up creating. Mm. Um, they got the fantasy and the sci-fi. Yeah. So modern day, modern warfare. There they go. That's their new IP is actually something more like world of darkness. You know, yeah, like you know, something like that. Harry that Potter. Have... That's what they're doing. They're doing oh, their own God. version of Harry Potter, <laughs> without the transphobic uh, people involved. Well, maybe I don't know. Mm. We'll see how that goes. Mm. There's time for people to show up. Yeah, mm. I don't know. But yeah, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, though, yeah, still got work to do with Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. I've heard they've added cloud saves to that thing. Yeah. Uh, which I I was listening to Jeff Gersman talking about, like being like, oh, okay, I transferred the save from playing the PC version at launch mm-hmm. over to the PS5 version, like replaying the the ending stuff. Uh, and then after he did that, the game no longer let him interact with anything. And then that <laughs> save got uploaded to the cloud. Mm-hmm. In fact, his PC version basically can't play the game anymore. And he's yeah. like, I'm not starting over again. This that's it for me. I'm, I'm done. Thank you, Cloud Saves. Yep, and that is because uh, saves on the original version of the game were busted. Yeah, that, that should be something. It should be like, uh, your save is like, pretty old. Uh, we should uh, maybe warn you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like Maybe allow you to turn off the Cloud Saves after you initially download it. Yeah. So you don't send bugs back up into it. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Cloud Saves allow for that stuff to happen. Yeah. I mean, like, 
And you, you played Diablo three based on the on console. Yeah. And, uh, it's like yeah. every time they do an update, they basically go, uh, "Hey, uh, we need to update your save game too." Uh, and it does some stuff, and then you play. And don't find a way to take this back to uh, an unupdated version of this game. Yeah, <laughs> or else we'll kill you. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you probably don't want to play the unupdated version anyway. But that's yeah. that's just me. That's why they make discs. Yeah. You play offline. Yeah. You're like, with oh, the, with the terrible this. loot system. Yeah. Let's let's play this raw. <laughs> So. so yeah, there you go. Cyberpunk mm. and all that. The fifty Witcher games mm. that they're gonna get and done some, in six years. Yeah, and something new eventually. Yeah, mm. yeah so that's neat. Mm. Yeah. Uh let's see, what's the, the next one here? Oh yeah, NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. They've been having a hell of a time of yeah. late. Uh they have one of their long term partners, business partners, decide like, ah, we're done with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, EVGA. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, I didn't know they were a separate company. Mm. I could have, you would have told me they were like a, a sister company to them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's sure. I guess they're yeah. focusing on the the few other things they make, like uh, motherboards and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. motherboards, power supplies, peripherals, capture cards. Uh, uh, you know, they make they make a bunch of stuff. Um, it's a good thing but, that they're in power supplies because they're well. They, yeah, if you're going to buy a 40 series card, you're probably going to need a new power supply anyway. So yeah, they'll probably do these, okay. <laughs> these 40 series cards got formally announced. Mm. Uh, this is just the 4080 and the 4090. And the 4080 comes in 12 gigabit VRAM and 16 gigabit VRAM. Uh, not so fast. What is that? Those are two different cards. Oh, uh, they're separate cards? Yes, they Whoa. are not the same spec. It is oh. not just the VRAM difference. <sighs> oh, of course. Yeah. So it's basically you have the 4090, the 4080 16 gigabyte, which is the real 4080, and then you have the fake 4080, which might as well be a 4070. Yeah. But they're calling it a 4080 so they could charge $900. Yeah, that one's 900 The 16 gig is $1,200, which I think is about how much I spent on this PC right before the pandemic happened. Yeah. So that's uh, and then the $1,600 for the 4090. Mm-hmm. Which is like it seems like they provide a reasonable power upgrade, but a lot of people don't really need that. No, it seems like unless you're just chasing those super high monitor, uh, high frame rate monitors, yeah, and you need yeah. your games to look as good as possible at those high frame rates, yep. that yeah. might be a use case. But most people are probably just going to wait for the 30s to drop. Yeah, because no, none of the crypto, yeah. yeah, none of the crypto needs it anymore. Mm. The raw power. Yeah. So and there's also like Intel that's kind of in there now, um, sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've announced their cards. They're, they haven't gone on sale yet, but they should be soon. And then AMD in November, they're going to be doing their launch. Yeah. Um, hopefully undercutting them because they're going second. So. Yeah. I mean, that would be a smart move. Be like, hey, do you like how those prices are? No. Well, we got mm-hmm. some cards for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the forty ninety is going to be out this week, October twelfth. Yep, they're saying like the thirty eighties will be out like in November at some point. Yep, and they'll probably put out the cheaper stuff, the forty seventy and forty sixties, probably next year at some point. Most likely, mm. uh, for the for the the poor people out there. Yeah, they can't afford. And just to give you an idea, like um, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of it, but. Uh, to give you an idea of the size, uh, Brandon, look at your Xbox Series S. Yeah. 
The 4090 is bigger than that. Uh huh. That's a big fucking card. So, yeah. Yeah. That's not even a card anymore. That's a, <laughs> it's like, it's a big honking chunker, is what that is. No. It's like you might as well just made this a motherboard. Yeah. At this yeah. point, just build the GPU into it. Yeah. And give it its yeah. even more value. Then the $1,600 might be worth it. Yeah. It's, it does everything. Yeah. It's just getting, it's getting a little ridiculous. Um, yeah, to say that uh, uh, NVIDIA got caught flat-footed with this launch is probably an understatement. Um, you know, they, they're basically pricing things as if the crypto boom is still going on, despite the fact that it isn't. Um, yeah, and they're so hoping they're, the the people who just buy anything are all yeah. in for this. Yeah. Whereas they're going to sell a bunch of them. There's just, yeah. just a bunch of people that are just going to want the best and buy it. But from what I'm hearing, uh, if you want to get a 4090 at launch day, chances are you're probably going to be able to because they shipping a fuck ton of them. For some reason, they think there's a whole lot of demand for $1,600 graphics cards. Yeah. I mean, they got to get them out in the channel. They can't sell them to crypto miners anymore. Yeah. It won't be like the, the 30 series trying to launch in the pandemic. Yeah. Where people had to like wait in line for a chance to get one. Digitally yeah. or physically, yeah. Uh, now you just walk up and get them, and they're yeah. dropping prices pretty quick. Yep. I was looking at the the thirty ninety Ti and Best Buy that had dropped nine hundred dollars from yeah. two thousand to eleven hundred dollars. Yep. I was like, well, that's just a lot of money still, but still overpriced. But yeah, I would maybe jump in for a thirty seventy at a decent price. Yeah, like I was looking at those are like five to six hundred dollars. Yeah, it's that's like, a, oh, that's, that's a pretty decent. Bit more reasonable. Mm. I'd probably be able to upgrade to that without too much problem. But also, these things require a lot of power. One hundred fifty uh, watts for the forty ninety. Yeah, yeah eight hundred and fifty. So you're gonna need a big power supply. Yeah, just I recommend eight hundred and fifty watt, and I would not go that small for for that card. And yeah. like, go for a full thousand. Yeah. You're already spending six hundred dollars on a graphics card. Don't get cheap out anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> you can spend sixteen hundred. You can probably spend two hundred on a power supply. Sorry. Yeah, mm. like the memory bandwidth and all this, it looks pretty good on that front. But most people aren't going to need that on a PC. No, uh, especially at these prices. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. For I'll... now, I would just like you know, if you're looking for graphics cards, just wait a couple of months for AMD to get their new line out. Yeah. Uh, at least that's going to start. You know putting some price pressure on NVIDIA. So uh, yeah. their cards might start going down. But, and there's always the used market now that there's like, you know, a bajillion used cards out on eBay now. So Yeah. Hmm. Uh, at least part of this announcement, one of the most interesting things they announced was like, hey, we're doing this uh, uh, RTX version of Portal. Yeah. Like, that looks really uh, good. Yeah, I'm going to be downloading that when it comes out. Play that. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think announced... pretty much everybody has Portal in their Steam library at this point. So yeah, it should. Mm. Uh, so that'll be another another reason to replay that. Yeah, maybe play that and put the commentary on if you haven't done that. Yeah, uh, that's a fun that's way fun. to do it. I enjoy that. Mm. Uh, they did announce a new feature that's kind of coming out around this is RTX Remix, which allows for modders to more easily uh, sort of outfit these old games with you know ray tracing stuff. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have stuff. to. Dive into that and see what's what there. See what can be done. So yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't mind adding ray tracing to Doom. 
Yeah, they do show did it, but I want to do it better. Yeah, they do show Morrowind here. It's like, ah, oh, here's what original Morrowind looks like. And here's like sort of how it can look like if you do the extra work on that. Mm. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really going to depend on uh, you know how flexible an engine is. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. yeah. So yeah, there you go, Nvidia. Uh, yep. Banking on Jensen the rich people. <laughs> yep. Jensen's got to pay for his leather jackets somehow. Yep. Um, we'll get to our last story of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disco Elysium did really well. Uh, the studio behind that, what is it, Z-A-U-M? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's sort of two of those. There's a collective mm-hmm. behind the company. Yeah. Uh, and like when they were getting serious about making this game, this, they formed an actual company, development company for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Estonia, or the I think they were in North or the UK when they were working on the game itself. But the the artists that started the 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 collective were out of Estonia, mm-hmm. uh, sort of thing, and you know released Disco Elysium. That was a critical and financial success for them. Yeah, uh, all that, and it seems like uh, unfortunately maybe the money people decided to push out the creatives. Yeah, in some way, uh, Martin Luiga. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was an editor on the game, mm-hmm. uh, put out a big blog post saying, like, I, Martin Luiga, founding member and secretary of the ZAUM Cultural Association, as well as the assembler of most of the core team, am hereby dissolving the ZAUM uh, Cultural Association, not to con- be confused with the ZAUM company, on which subject I would note that neither Kurvitz, Hindpeer, nor Rostov are working there since the end mm-hmm. of last year. They're leaving... Uh, the company was involuntary. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, he said, which would seem like bad news for the loving fans that are waiting for the disco sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurvitz was the lead designer on whose novel the game was based. Yep. Uh, Rostov was the lead artist whose impressionistic oil paintings define the aesthetic of the game. Mm-hmm. Helen Hindpeer was one of the main writers on the game's exceptional script. Yep. Uh, who was the one that was at the Game Awards accepting the prize for best new indie game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russov confirmed the departures in a tweet, attributed all three members. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it seems like uh, this, uh, let's see, the studio's internal announcement of Kurbitz's departure late last year also contained a threat of possible legal action against him. Any split would have been made messier by Kurbitz and Russov being shareholders in the studio, sources said. Uh, it's also clear ZAUM has gone out of its way to try and keep the situation quiet. Uh, they, Kotaku, I guess, tried to reach out for an interview in February. Mm-hmm. So he declined on his behalf, providing no indication the developer had already left the company. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's no real indication why this has all happened. Yeah. Uh, but Luiga's posts and subsequent comments and tweets seem to insinuate the core team was pushed out by the business side of the studio. Uh, the money people come from a background which says you got to grab when you can, even when it doesn't does not make much economic sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, in response to one commenter claiming the suits have killed Disco, Luca posted a picture of the game's executive producers, Tonis Havel and Kaur Kender. Mm-hmm. Havel was previously convicted of investment fraud in Estonia, while Kender was the one who initially persuaded Kurvitz to write the book that would later inspire Disco Elysium. Mm-hmm. Once we got Kaur on the board, everything really started flowing because Kaur has a superpower that's very important in capitalism. Mm-hmm. He understands money. 
uh, earlier this year, Amazon did a deal with DJ2 Entertainment, the production company currently planning film adaptations of Disco Elysium mm. and a bunch of other games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they haven't officially announced a sequel for Disco Elysium, but people know that they are uh, wanting to do a new game. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying, you know, doing like Baldur's Gate 2 to Disco Elysium's Baldur's Gate 1. Yeah. Which is like a hell of a thing to say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, disappointing and unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, studio hasn't spoken out on this or anyway. Yeah. Mm. It seems to me like these, uh, like the money people just decided to, uh, you know, basically cut and run. That's what it, that's what it kind of feels like. Uh, yeah. You know, they don't want. Uh, they've got they've got the IP. They've got uh, you know the uh, deals coming in from uh, what from whatever Amazon and stuff. So they're going to be making some money off of off of that. Yeah. I, I figure they probably feel like, uh, well, we don't really want to make another another game. We don't want to be in this that long. So, I mean, yeah. one of the money guys that they mentioned. Yeah, I mean, one of the money guys they talk about in the story is like he went, like he was uh, convicted of fraud at some point. So it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I uh, this is really this really sucks. Um, yet ironically, very thematic <laughs> for the game proper, considering how it's long been a sort of. Uh, thing in leftist discourse of how capitalism manages to commodify and neuter previously radical and revolutionary icons. Yeah. Just look, yeah. have you seen a Che Guevara shirt lately? <laughs> That's like a really good example. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. You know, the only like uh, good thing is, is that these, uh, you know, talented creatives uh, are probably going to be able to uh, go out on their own and get funding from absolutely anybody at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, there is that. But they won't be able to work on Disco Elysium, but I'm sure they'll have uh, some fun ideas that they can come up with. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, it's been a year they're probably just relaxing and trying to figure out what the next thing is. Yeah. Because uh, like, before they just had like a cultural association to like, I will just spitball and throw ideas out and just mm-hmm. work on stuff and see if anything inspires us to do something bigger. Yep. Like, Oh, that book, that book was pretty good. Should mm. do something on that mm. uh, yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, no idea, but definitely those people have a golden ticket for whatever their next mm-hmm. idea is. Yeah. Whether they do it together, or sign up with another studio. Yeah. That wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I honestly like on based on what's been going on in the industry, I wouldn't be too surprised if Embracer Group ends up buying that uh, that money half of it, of that uh, studio. Uh, yeah. at this point, yeah, yeah, uh, that would certainly fit the theme. Yeah, mm-hmm. coming in by now, like we got Disco Elysium. Yeah, yeah, what's left of it? Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you know, to be fair, I kind of. Like okay, the only eight chan shit that went down a few years back, whatever, that that was a company doing some pretty stupid shit. Mm. But uh, since then, I do have to give them credit. They've actually been operating in like some pretty good faith. Uh, they've been putting out like a whole bunch of those uh, like 
they've been looking at uh, what people actually want and releasing like uh, updated versions of them that will run on modern consoles and stuff like that. So yeah, I can't hate on them too much. Yeah. They own limited run now, so uh, yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, mm. taking yeah. Saudi money. Mm. Yep. So yeah, there's capitalism. Go yeah. where the money is, and the Saudis have a lot of it. Yep. And that's a whole thing there. Yeah. Hey, at least they got to make the a landmark indie game. Yeah. Uh, something that will inspire a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That all these like these are the people that showed up at the game awards, accept their award, and give a shout out to Karl Marx. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. uh, they added their own mark on the culture. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That is uh, gonna do it. It's it's been four hundred episodes. Yeah, been a long uh, journey on that front. Yeah. Uh, we will be back with uh, episode four hundred one next week, mm-hmm. as we completely change everything now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in about a month you can have episode four hundred four, episode not found. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Phil's titling of uh, podcast has always been a good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, that is a uh, thank you to Phil for joining this week. Yeah, happy to be here. Fun to talk about PC stuff because that's always that's, a mess. Yeah, <laughs> this year especially. Yes, yeah, companies are coming out of this like ah, uh, there's there's gonna be a recession. Let's increase the price of everything to get as much as we can now. Yeah, and then maybe the recession doesn't happen. Who knows? Because <laughs> seems legit. Yeah. Uh, but everybody wants more money, mm-hmm. but not to not a better product. No, nope. it'd be worth that. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's gonna be fun. We're going into the holiday season here. A lot of uh, weird stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news. Uh, mm-hmm. If you enjoy the show, feel free to let friends and family know mm-hmm. that they should check it out and select strangers that will not charge you sixteen hundred dollars for a graphics card. Yeah, do not with your friends with people like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, thank you to Brandon, Dan Rip, and Phil joining this week. Always. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news. We'll see you all next time. Have a good one. <laughs>